and it will also be with many a lot. Uh, by the grace of God, I'm planning what we're going to be doing our finishing touches on it. Like I said, we know it parts, we see as the dark lands, is the part of the Holy Spirit has revealed to me, and uh, that's what I'm teaching, and I uh, also expect that you go for that your study. Amen to Jesus. Alright, so I'm uh, uh, sorry the uh, praise and power of the for that prayer and restoration is a fifth part. Oh, I'm looking at prayer that is mighty in his workings. Prayer that is mighty in his workings. Now, uh, from the beginning of this adventure for prayer, we understood something that prayer works, that prayer is work, and prayer works for us. Prayer works, prayer is work, and prayer works for us. I, I, I believe so much in the work that prayer does. Amen. Now, I've also learned that we don't work for prayer. Prayer actually works for us. Amen to Jesus. Alright, we learned that Jesus prayed the picture of our prayer all through his time on earth while he carried on his father's business and, um, and this enabled him and empowered him to accomplish the business. There are a lot of scriptures, there are about 21 or more scriptures that talks about Jesus prayed. You can open your Bible and search for them and uh, pick them. I'll just give you a few and you can check for the remaining. Matthew 14, verse 23, Matthew 26, verse 36, Mark chapter 1, verse 35, Mark chapter 6, verse 46, Luke chapter 5, verse 16, Luke chapter 9, verse 18, and the list goes on. I'll read one that, is, uh, uh, that gets to uh, excite my heart the most, and that's Luke chapter 6, verse 12. It says that he came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray. And continued all night in prayer to God. So Jesus went to the mountain to pray and prayed all night alone to God. Amen. To Jesus. It makes us understand how important prayer was to his ministry. I understood that in Gethsemane he prayed for three hours, three hours, only one night prayer. He prayed for three hours. That's how prayer was indispensable in his ministry and in his life. Amen. To Jesus. And finally, on the cross, before he gave up the most, he also prayed, Father. Forgive them for the normal what they do. So prayer was the beginning and the end of his ministry. Like the song says, prayer is the key, prayer is the key, prayer is the master's key. Jesus started with prayer and ended with prayer. Prayer is the master's key. Why his ministry was on earth. Amen. So he, he created a precedent for us to follow. That means our life must be run on the platform of prayers. Now my biological father always say, to every little plan, add a little prayer. Don't forget that our uh, word, uh, that uh, proverb, that preaching he always uses. To every little plan, add a little prayer. So that makes you understand that you, you don't need to go lock yourself in the room for five hours before you say you are praying. No. As little as the little plans may be, add a little, little prayer. It's a little drops of water, feel like which one is that also. It generally thousand my staff with one step. The more you make your little, 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 little prayer, before you go, you are made what you want to go God big prayer. Amen to Jesus. But for me, I don't believe that in quote there's what we call big prayer and little prayer. That's why it says every little plan and a little prayer. Just pray. Just keep praying. Amen. On the go, pray. Just keep praying. Make it a lifestyle and a habit. Pray on the go. Anywhere you go and everywhere you go. Alright. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Now we also learn that effectual family prayer is a prayer that God hears and answers yes to. We learn that. that that's a prayer that God hears and answers yes to. Uh, any other prayer was not heard by God. Thus, it got no answer from God. Uh, when you don't hear, you answer? No. Amen. So, um, 
If uh, you pray any prayer outside the fashion of a prayer, you actually pray outside the will of God, and God does not hear you. Not that He says wait, but He says no. No, He doesn't hear you. When God hears you, He says yes. And that's all. Amen to Jesus. Alright, praise God forevermore. Now, so we give a temporary conclusion on the fashion of a prayer by studying the sixth and final round of definition, which are uh, 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 and uh, it's prayer that is mighty is working. So, like I said, it's a temporary conclusion. It is not a conclusion. The only conclusion of the whole matter is in Jesus. Are you getting what I'm saying? He is the one who has the conclusion. We are all giving temporary conclusions. And as the Lord enlightens our spirits more, we get our conclusion will become an introduction by that time. Amen. When the Lord like enlightens our spirits, our conclusion becomes an introduction. So um, uh, uh, there's no there's no conclusion in our walk with God. We keep growing, growing, and growing. Alright, so what is prayer that is mighty in his workings? Now in order to know what prayer that is mighty in his working is, we, we need to know the meaning of mighty. The meaning of all mighty, amen. And the Western dictionary defines mighty as number one, having or showing great strength or power. Having or showing great strength or what? Power. And number two, very great. So we can see that there's an exceeding in mighty. When something is great, it is not yet mighty. Are you know what I'm saying? But when it is very great, it is mighty. That's why God is not mighty, He is almighty. All might resides in him. So all very great. When you combine all the very greats together, I get what I'm saying. God is the summary of all of them. Are you getting me? Yeah. So an effectual fervent prayer is one which has and shows great strength and power. A prayer that has and shows great strength and power. That's an intention for my prayer. It has great strength and power, and it shows great strength and power. Number two is a prayer that is very great. It's a prayer that is very great. And I believe that somebody wants to pray this kind of prayer. Amen. It's a prayer that is very great. All right, let's look at uh, the prayer that has and shows great strength and power. Now, intention for my prayer does not just have strength. It has and shows great strength. The emphasis here is the greatness in the strength. Are you know what I'm saying? Prayer may have strength, but what makes effectual public prayer different is that it has great strength. Great strength. Are you know what I'm saying? Great, that word great, that adjective great, is what makes effectual public prayer different from every other kind of prayer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so we say we are going to pray, we are going to pray. The prayer was powerful, the prayer was powerful, the prayer was strong. But you might have prayed in quote a, a, a strong prayer, but a prayer that was not very strong. Are you getting me? Until the prayer becomes very strong, it's not effectual and perfect. Amen. Now this means that both the action itself and the result it produces are what? Great strength. The act of effective public prayer is great strength itself. And the result it produces is also what? Great strength. Praise God for God. Now also it makes the one who prays possess great strength and manifest it. So one of the things that effective prayer does is that the one who prays an effective prayer, it makes that person possess great strength. 
and manifest. That's why those who are given to be the miracle prayer, people wonder how they have the strength they have. Yeah. Even they themselves get to the point where they begin to wonder how they have the strength they have. Because that was the effect of having prayer goes to you. It gives you great strength. Great strength. Great strength. I get what I'm saying. Great strength. Great strength. Amen. Now it's not actually in the duration, it's not in the hours, but that's actually part of the sign of great strength. Are you going to say? I remind of the story one of my pastors told, uh, told us then in church. You know, he said there was this particular pastor. He he was he, he, you know he was pioneering the ministry, and he, he was not he, he was not like seeing the desired results. And he came to meet another. Um, Another pastor who was you know, and was seeing some desired results that he desired. He some his, uh, was, the pastor was seeing results that he desired. And so he came to me, the pastor, and told him, You see, I need you to mentor me, I need you to, you know, I want to get this kind of desired results. And it was like, The senior pastor told him, The pastor told him, Go and see my assistant. He said, No, I mean, I came to meet him for mentorship, for him to show me the way on that. He said, I said, Go and see my assistant. But the guy can say, okay, if you don't receive, please, I don't have time to do. And then the guy went to meet the assistant. And the assistant said, he said, okay, your senior pastor sent me to you. You know, I'm designed to see God move in my ministry in dimensions like this and like that. And the assistant said, okay, no problem. That's not the problem. And he said, okay, um, he gave him an appointment and he came. And then when he came for the appointment, then he said, okay, for the next um, three hours, we prayed. <laughs> we prayed for the next three hours. And then after then, we take it another dimension of prayer. And again, the pastor, the other pastor started, he went one hour. After one hour. No, no, it was not three hours. So he said, for the next seven hours, we pray. I mean, that's the assistant saying, for the next seven hours, we pray. The pastor started, he went one hour. He went two hours. And then he could manage the three hours. By three hours, after three hours, the girl was like, Famished. Yet, the, assist, the assistant pastor is like that was when he was just rehearsing. And after the whole thing, he sat and he watched the guy completely prayer. And then he knew the secret behind the Kodami's world, the very great results they were achieving there. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's, it's beyond just, you know, uh, I want results and I want results. There must be the place of exceeding, you know, strength in a place of prayer. Great strength, are you getting what I'm saying? In the place of prayer. Great strength to tarry in the place of prayer. Amen. And also, when one tarries in the place of prayer, when you receive great strength to tarry in the place of prayer, it will also manifest in your life. You will have great strength in carrying out the purposes of God. Are we together? Now, this is why effectual um, family prayer is very important for every new creation. Because we need great strength in the place of prayer. In the place of prayer, we need great strength to, 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 to download some of the, 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 the things that the Father has made provisions for the, the church. We need great strength in the place of prayer. Especially in this time that the heartbeat of the Father is, it has always been, and it is, and it is more quoted, more quoted now, the heartbeat of the resolution of all things to the Father. We need great strength in the place of prayer to ship the resolution of, of, of all things down to it. To see that men are restored back to the Father. We need great strength in the place of prayer.
We underneath reason I mean we create strength. This is the time to listen about the prayer. We need great strength, praise God for more. Now let me ask you two questions. What is the great strength possessed by effectual fervent prayer? Number two, what is the great strength produced by effectual fervent prayer? What is the great strength possessed by effectual fervent prayer? And number two, what is the great strength produced by effectual fervent prayer? Now let's go to what is the great strength possessed by effectual fervent prayer? Amen. Now we are going to look at scriptures to get these answers. Isaiah 26, verse 4. Psalm 144 verse 1 and Jeremiah 16 verse 9. As I have the Lord says, Trust in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. In the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Psalm 144 verse 1 says, In Psalm of David, Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to walk. And then Jeremiah 16 verse 19 says, O Lord, my strength. Oh Lord, my strength. I just take the eight parts. Oh Lord, my strength. Now, so from these scriptures, we can understand something that the great strength possessed by effectual fervent prayer is the revelation of Jehovah. As one, the everlasting strength. And as two, my strength. The great strength possessed by effectual fervent prayer is the revelation of Jehovah as the everlasting strength and as my strength. <laughs> That's actually the strength in effectual fervent prayer. It's not in the, I know so, uh, uh, maybe somebody was expecting something other than that. When we go into the place of effectual fervent prayer, there's only one thing that gives that, that brings strength to us is the revelation of Yahweh as strength. As everlasting strength and as what? My strength. That is why when he when he entered the place of Jehovah's prayers, you discover that the strength keeps growing. Why? Because Yahweh is revealing himself as everlasting strength. You keep going, there are times in our prayer meetings, we don't know when we Wednesday prayer meetings, we don't know when we go for two hours. And actually, we're tired before the meeting starts. And then we start the prayer meeting. We just keep going. We just keep going. It's when we are through praying. Now that man, wow. We don't know why. My legs are really aching. And my, my, you know, my body is tired. But why was it that during the prayers you didn't feel the tiredness? It is because in that place of prayer, Yahweh is revealing itself to your body, to your soul, to your spirit as the everlasting strength. So you are tired. You are going on. You are carrying on. At that point, it is not your physical strength carrying you. I you know what I'm saying? It is not your mind carrying you. It is the revelation of Yahweh as the everlasting strength that is carrying you. And then it now goes to another dimension of Him revealing Himself to you as my strength. And if that second dimension is in dimensions, the level to which Yahweh, you receive the revelation of Yahweh as my strength is the level to which you can tarry in prayers and the extent to which you can tarry in prayers and not feel weakness. Are you know what I'm saying? I can always give the testimony of Dr. Yang Cho, the blessed memory, who uh, uh, Pastor Benny came to uh, visit him in South Korea. And when he came to visit, Dr. Yang Cho's wife brought uh, 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 a meal for them. And Pastor Benny gave look for trouble and he told Dr. Onichu, please bless me. And Dr. 
little lady his hand, raised his hand over the meal to bless the meal. I was blessing it for 18 hours. That dimension, you see, after the blessing, then maybe the food had gotten cold and if not almost still, it was warmed it. And after the blessing, then he looked at your ritual and said, There is something you have that I need. Then that level of prayer, it had come as a result of Yahweh's revelation of my strength to Dr. Joe. He had gotten so much of that revelation that he can raise his hand over me and tarry for 18 hours. I did not say it. It was a height of revelation. Why for somebody? It might just be for 10 minutes. Are you not saying? It is the extent to which the revelation comes that will determine the extent to which we can tarry. Are you not saying? So it's not a it's not a uniform revelation. So I, I believe in yes, you don't need to pray long hours before God can hear you. But I also also believe in the place of long hour prayers where the Lord permits me to, where the Lord enables me to do. Why? Because it actually shows the extent to which Yahweh has been revealed to me as my strength. As I told you, sometimes we run two hours. We don't know before the meeting, we're tired. But once we start, the revelation of my strength keeps coming. I get what I'm saying. And we keep going. And then it's when we are done, we now say, oh man, I was tired too. Man, I'm tired too. Because that strength at that point is <laughs> no longer human. Are you getting it? So effective moment prayer is a place where Jehovah is revealed as the everlasting strength to all who call on him. Are you getting what I'm saying? He's revealed as a everlasting strength to all who call on him, to all who wait on him, to all who seek his face, and to all who pray in his will. So once you are calling on him, you are seeking his face, you are waiting on him, and you are praying in his will, the first thing he does to you is that he reveals to you himself as a everlasting strength. Because I'm telling you, it takes strength to call upon the Lord. Are you what I'm saying? In fact, on a normal day, if you have to even call, you need strength. Are you getting what I'm saying? You need strength. So it takes strength to call upon the Lord. And making a phone call, if you are tired, sometimes you just that you see your phone, it rings and you just have a lot of talk. Or sometimes you just you just switch on the phone. Sometimes you don't take the call. Why? Because actually you are tired to talk at that time. You are tired to even take a call. Sometimes you want to make a call and you say, I'm too tired to call. Is that not so? So it takes strength to call. And the moment we engage in what? Calling on the Lord, waiting on Him, seeking His face, and this culminates in praying in His way, the first thing He does is that He reveals Himself as a what? Eternal strength, everlasting strength. Because He knows that on our own, we have we exhausted our strength in calling. So for us to maintain the call, He needs to supply us with His strength. When prayer is approached like this, you will never run out of strength in the place of prayer. When you know that I don't need my strength to pray, <laughs> it is his supply of strength that prays. Then you will never run out of strength in the place of prayer. And this only comes by the revelation that he is the everlasting strength. That's why you can see people who stay in the place of prayer for 36 hours, 72 hours. Why? At that point, they are not praying with their strength. They are praying with the revelation of the everlasting strength. 
Yeah. Well, you see people who don't like to pray, it is because they've not caught this revelation. And you know what I'm saying? They've not caught it. And you see, the devil always makes it be that prayer is work. And number two, prayer is your work. But we learned from the beginning that number one, prayer works. Number two, prayer is work. Number three, we don't work for prayer. Prayer works for us. And then we also learned that the Holy Spirit is the one who works the work of prayer. When this revelation is in place, and you now engage, you now enter the place of prayer, that, 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 the, the four revelations you've had, they are not, they are good, they are, they are, they are basics, you know what I'm saying? But for you to tie the place of prayer, this final revelation is important. That I don't need my strength to pray. His strength is what prays for. As I step into the place of prayer, he begins to reveal himself as everlasting strength. That was what Moses enjoyed for 40 days. The everlasting strength. The everlasting strength. He didn't carry food up the mountain. He didn't carry water up the mountain. How was he sustained? The everlasting strength. The everlasting strength. And I'm telling you, it is real. It is very real. The everlasting strength. We are, at least we are beneficiaries for, for, for weekly, weekly um, um, prayer meetings. Even our weekly Sunday service, we start up with a minimum of an hour prayers. Sometimes it gets to an hour 30 minutes. We don't want the time, we just pray. When we pray, we don't know how we pray. We just keep going and going and going and going. And then when we are done, we just okay, so we pray like this. Why? Because it is a revelation of the everlasting strength, of Yahweh as everlasting strength. So long as you keep looking at your strength to pray, you will never pray. But the moment you understand this revelation, that as I, engage, as I get into the place of Ephesians family prayer, there is a revelation of Yahweh, Yahweh reveals himself as, an, as the everlasting strength, and he, says that he releases the supply of strength. I'm telling you, you will not know where you tarry in the place of prayer. You just keep going. <laughs> you just keep going. You just keep going. This is one of the reasons why actually Christi uh, new Christians are not praying well. That's the reason. Because we don't have this understanding. And we scared. Praise God forevermore. Continuous stay in the place of perpetual perfect prayer moves one, that is, the one praying, from knowing Jehovah as the everlasting strength to knowing him as my strength. That is the final dimension of strength. Now, everlasting strength can happen in a corporate meeting. I get what I'm saying. Let's pray. You see that when you pray with a group, you can pray for hours because you are praying with a group. At that point, there's a general revelation of Yahweh as everlasting strength. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now, when, like I said, Jesus went to the mountain and prayed all night long, alone. Number one, two factors to disturb his prayer. The extreme temperature of the mountain. The leader is extremely cold. And the extreme, sorry, the, the extremely cold or extremely cold. Now, if it is extremely cold, there are two things. It can prevent you from praying because it's discomfort, discomfort, to give you discomfort. Secondly, if you have a covering material, you can enjoy your sleep like crazy. You will sleep like You will sleep like So, plus or minus, you will be distracted from praying. But Jesus entered into such an extreme weather condition and he could pray all night. It meant that he had moved from the dimension of Yahweh as what? The everlasting strength to the dimension of Yahweh as what? My strength. And when you move 
from that revelation level is the highest operation of strength. When you are moved from Yahweh as everlasting strength to Yahweh as my strength, you, you, you hit crescentos in the realm of prayer. Yeah. You take altitudes in the realm of prayer. And you'll be able to do it alone. At that point, you don't need a corporate anointing to hit altitudes in prayers. And that's what the church has said. Because if we can individually have the revelation of Yahweh as my strength in our personal prayer times, and you know what I'm saying? When we come for corporate prayer, there will be an explosion. There will be earthquakes. And you know what I'm saying? And that's what we are actually laughing. And then sometimes see, they come together and you see, when they are praying, it's like, ah, are we playing? Sometimes you have to keep studying prayer uh, engine. You keep jets and before you now start moving and you start moving as a slow pace. Why? Because the revelation of Yahweh as my strength is seriously lacking in the church. I hear what I'm saying. And this is only God in the place of the venture of our prayers. I'm telling the truth. It's only God there. I know the beautiful thing about it. It's not just only going to be your strength in the place of prayer. It will be your strength in every application. That's why it's, 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 it's happened during and after prayers. So you begin to take on feet that people cannot explain how you have the strength to take. Are you hear what I'm saying? Now, we've heard the story about Samson, Samson again and again, Samson again and again. And Samson talked about when Delilah kept asking for the source of his strength. Now, if you study the story of Samson and the life of Samson, you will know that Samson was not a muscular person. I get what I'm saying. Because, number one, he only operated in that dimension when there was a need for it. On the normal day, he was an everyday person. And number two, his size was also a disguise, a, 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 a deception strategy used by God. Because when you are coming to find somebody that is not one a macho, the first thing you do is that you underestimate him. You underestimate him. And so that underestimation was a strength that was used to also defeat his enemies. But something the uh, Delilah kept asking the source of his word, of his strength. Because she knew that when that thing comes, this guy is no longer human. And you know what I'm saying? He, she didn't ask him what is his source of distress. Is it your strength? Your strength? Because at this point, this guy had gone beyond distress. Um, like when I watched the movie, I was so excited that when I watched the movie, the king song said, The guy is a god. <laughs> He's a god. <laughs> He's a god. This guy is a god. This thing is beyond the strength of mortals. This is a strength that is, this strength is unique to him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So it's a dimension that goes beyond God as our strength to God as my strength. One scripture verse addresses this truth of progression of the revelation of God as strength. It is Psalm 28, verse 8. Psalm 28, verse 8. It says, David speaking, it says, The Lord is your strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. See something here. The Lord is your strength, 
Under the first part is what? Eternal strength, general strength. When we come for a corporate prayer, the Lord is our strength, general strength. You see, when the Lord is our strength, some of us, by joining faith with another faith, joining strength with another strength, we can tarry the place of prayer. But when we leave that corporate event, we will not know who what he is the saving strength of. He says, oh, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. That one now is no longer general strength. It's now what? Individual and specific strength. My strength. And look at something here. It says, the Lord is your strength, general. Everybody, when we come together, is your strength. But now, when it comes to specific strength, it's no longer there, it's the anointed. So one thing that the greater word prayer does to you is that it reveals the anointing in you and the manifestation of you as an anointed. <laughs> because why? It progresses you from the eternal strength of Yahweh to what? Yahweh be my strength. And when Yahweh becomes your strength, you are no longer a normal man. You are an anointed person. <laughs> who is an anointed man? An anointed man is a man who Yahweh is his personal strength. He has a personal revelation of Yahweh as my strength. Not as just eternal strength, but as what? My strength. Samson had that revelation. I cannot say. That's why when he wants to take one, he says, Lord, now give me strength. When he finally wanted to die, he said, okay, Lord, let me die with my enemy. Give me the strength for the last time. He knew that this was a personal thing. I you know what I'm saying? And that's what the future of prayer takes us to. When we have this personal revelation of Yahweh is my strength. It might be, yes, he, sorry, he definitely is the eternal strength. He is their strength too. He is our strength. But now he is my strength. From being their strength, it progresses to being the saving strength of his anointing. Now, so not only is he a personal strength to you, he now takes you as a personal person. He is anointed, not an anointed, not the anointed, but he is an So when he reveals himself as my strength to you, it does not become a personal revelation from him to you and a personal revelation from him, and a personal reception from you to him. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. When this point, when we hit this crescendo of prayer, this crescendo of revelation, things that cannot be explained begin to That's why it is called very great strength. I get what I'm saying. Very because we have hit a crescendo, we have hit a pinnacle, a pinnacle. We have hit a zenith, and then that strength is no longer normal. It is very great. Progression is achieved in a continuous state in the future of our prayer. In a continuous what? State. You progress in it. Continuous state. You hit it. You progress in it. God does not want to be the strength. He doesn't just want to be strong. He doesn't just want to be the eternal strength of all. I mean, I'm saying he wants to be the strength of his anointed. God wants his revelation of strength, the revelation of him being strength, to be personal to you and I. I know what I'm saying. And this personal, 
it comes to the place of Jehovah Jireh. And let me tell you, it manifests in different dimensions. Now, for the businessman, it manifests in a particular way to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? For the teacher of the world to manifest a particular way for you. For the, uh, for the, uh, for the professional to manifest a particular way for you. Are you getting what I'm saying? It manifests in different ways, but you have to catch it. You have to hit this pinnacle. You have to progress from eternal, the Lord being eternal strength to everyone, to the Lord being what? My strength. To the Lord being the strength of His anointed. Yeah. And I can't do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. You have to progress into it. I have to progress into it. Praise God forevermore. Effective Covenant prayer brings one to the place of communion where one has a one-on-one -on -one and personal relationship with the Father. That's what it does. It brings us to the place of communion. Deep fellowship where we have a personal one-on-one -on -one revelation of the Father. See, this revelation is unique to you, it's unique to me. Are you going to Some of people don't understand how we keep doing what we are doing. Keep working, work. Some of them just feel that. We are, we are not doing it well. But you see, what I'm doing is as a result of what? Revelation of strength. Are you know what I'm saying? So if you try to do what I'm doing, you may have a problem. You know, uh, a man of God said something. He said, he went to see a man of God, the great works that the man of God was achieving. And he said something. He said, if you try to use the faith of this man of God, you break your leg. Are you know what I'm saying? You burn your fingers. Now, why? Because this is how Yahweh has revealed himself as strength to this one. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, the way, the extent to which Yahweh reveals himself as personal strength to you and makes you his anointed, when you begin to manifest in that realm, I don't expect myself to start trying to compete with you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because his revelation to you is very from revelation to me. And same applies, vice versa. So that is why the Bible says, compare themselves with themselves, they be not one. This is where a lot of Christians are praying because you don't know how Yahweh revealed himself as strength to this brother in the place of eventual family prayer. And now he's rolling with that revelation and you are there competing or you are there criticizing. Don't burn your fingers though. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't burn your fingers. Praise God for your So it's better in the place of fellowship. In the place of communion, the place of communion. This relationship bears a revelation of the Father, not only as Elohim, Elohim, El Shaddai, Jari, Shalom, Adonai, and the list goes on. It doesn't just bear the revelation of uh, the Father in these uh, revelations of his personality and his identity and his person, but it bears the revelation of the Father as my strength. That is a revelation on its own. Now, if you look at the names of, the, of, of, of God, of, of Yahweh giving, his own name is Yahweh, Adonai, um, self-existing word, are you getting what I'm saying? But El Shaddai, Elion, Elohim, Jairah, it was named Abraham that gave him Jairah, the Lord who provide amen to Jesus. These were personal revelations that men had of God in the Bible. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, there is a revelation that most of us have not had. It is the revelation of my strength. David had it in a way. He called him the Lord of hosts. Jehovah Sabaoth. The Lord of hosts. 
mighty in battle. Are you going to say? Now, there is a revelation of Jehovah, my strength. Yahweh, my strength. See, this is a revelation that he wants to be released in this end time. When men begin to catch this revelation, my God, this, this great awakening, this revival we produce. When men begin to catch this revelation, the restoration of all things we pray close. Why? Because now we grow wide in the place of prayer. May we enter prayers without limits. <laughs> At that point, humanity will give way. Yahweh, my strength. That is a revelation that is beating in the heart of the Father to be released. And it's looking for men who will open up themselves to this revelation. He's looking for women, boys, girls who will open up their selfish revelation. Who will be ready to say in prayers, in my prayer, I don't need my strength. I need his strength. Lord, reveal your strength to me. And I'm ready to pray. I am Shakara. He's eager to release his revelation, but I'm ready to carry it. As sons and daughters of God ready to carry it. This was a revelation of the father David had. That was why he never lost any battle. Listen to this right It was a revelation that David had that made him never lose any battle. Psalm 140 verse 7. His name is speaking and says, Oh God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Hey! Why could I not be beheaded? Because he covered my head in the day of battle. Why am I still saying? Because he covered my head in the day of battle. It is um, uh, believed that David fought 60 battles or a little more and never lost any war battle. Why? The secret is what he told us. The Lord, my strength, he covered my head in the day of battle. Every day I'm, bat I'm in battle, he covers my head. He covers my head. He's my helmet. So I am saying, when he covers my head, there is a release of wisdom on my head. There's a release of speed to my mind. There's a release of tact. See, let me tell you, David was a trained warrior, yes. He they were always uh, rehearsing, they always trained. But he knew that when he comes to battle, some of the, 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 the skills he displayed, they were not what he learned in the training, in the training sport. I cannot say. They came because of the Koyanamosha, the covering of Yahweh over his head. The moment he entered to a battlefield, there is a, the, the, the hand of Yahweh comes over his head. There is something like a cloak, a blanket over his head. And suddenly, the same thing that Samson was experiencing, he begins to experience it. He begins to wear the sword in a manner that I cannot explain. He throws his arrow in a manner that like his bow in his spear, in manner, his javelin in a manner that I cannot explain. His, his hand becomes so swift in a way can I explain? Why? Because the Lord, the strength of his salvation, covers his head. And that's how he couldn't lose any battle. I cannot say. He didn't just know the Lord as the everlasting strength, but he must hold the strength of my salvation. That is a revelation that God wants to release to the church today. But how many are ready for it? How many are ready to catch it in the place of eventual family prayers? <laughs> How many of us are ready to catch it? How many of us are ready to catch it? He 
reasons. Because if we catch this, men will go wild. Men will go wild. Men will go I remember uh, one of my pastors, he said, he told me that there was a time we had a prayer group, they used to go and pray. He said they would pray in, uh, in a, the pastor I told you that taught me how to pray. Pastor Chris said, no, he said they would go to a hotel room and AC time, everyone will be chilling. When they start praying, they will pray in a chilling hotel room until they start sweating. <laughs> that means what are they doing? They have altered the atmosphere. The release of the anointing is so much that they alter the atmosphere with prayers. Child of God, we can alter atmosphere with prayers. But that dimension of strength does not come until we receive the revelation of Yahweh as my strength. Function in that one our prayers. And that's what the church is lacking. We pray, but we not that we've not cut into the realm of Yahweh my strength. When we catch it, we will see the effect. We will see the effect. Now, how can the great strength of Yahweh be gotten from the effect of our prayers? Psalm 40, verse 31 says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. How do we get the, 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 the strength of Yahweh in the place of effective fervent prayers? Simply by waiting on the Lord. By waiting on the Lord. Now, when we hear waiting on the Lord, the first we think of is fasting. Fasting is part of waiting on the Lord. But waiting on the Lord is more comprehensive than fasting. It's more encompassing than fasting. Fasting is just a, a, a fragment of waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord is broad, is massive. Are we together? And that's how we need to learn what it means to wait on the Lord. What does it mean to wait on the Lord? Wait on the Lord simply means wait on the Lord. That means do not act until He says act. Do not move until He says move. Are you not saying? Within the Lord, uh, I, I always remember a testimony that I can tell you here. said there was a, a particular uh, man who was a, a Christian businessman, and then it was worth two million dollars. That's many years ago. He said, I never lost a penny in business. What was the secret of his continuous success? He said, the secret was that when a business proposal is brought to him, he tells the person, okay, give me a little time, and he goes and waits on the Lord for three days at least. Sometimes he fasts, sometimes he may not fast. But what he does is that he just stays alone with the Lord in his room, in his house, studying his Bible, praying. If he has to fast, he fasts. But he studies the Bible, he prays. And he just waits to hear, to hear, to hear, to hear. So some of the times, his heart tells him, go. And his head tells him to not go. Because maybe when he has studied the financial reports, they are telling you these financial reports are ready to go. His exact tells him go, but his head tells him don't go. He obeys the heart. We're talking about the heart, we're talking about the inner any man of the heart, which is the spirit, which the Holy Spirit communicates to, the spirit of man, which the Holy Spirit communicates to. So some other times it's another way around. His spirit his, his head tells him uh, don't go, and his heart tells him go. And he obeys. Say, and because he had done that, he has always succeeded. But what he does, he takes time to wait on the Lord. See, 
if we can learn to wait on Him. Let me tell you, God only gives strength for the instruction He gives. God only gives strength for the what? Instruction He gives. If He's not giving an instruction, He's not giving strength. God only backs up His project. He doesn't back up your project. He doesn't back up my project. God only funds His vision. He doesn't fund our ambition or our lust. I hear what I'm saying. That's why the height of prayer is the ability to wait on the Lord. The pinnacle of prayer is the ability to wait. That's why it says, they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Why do they renew their strength? Because the more they wait, the more their strength, the, the more um, their weight is revealed to them as my strength. And the more there is a supply of strength. Even when you are lacking strength, waiting is the most tiring thing to do. I hate to wait. It's not me waiting to take, waiting for a taxi or waiting for a bus. I now prefer trekking. I've been on the trekking side for years. I don't like standing waiting for a bus or standing waiting for a taxi. I now prefer to trek. I hate to wait in one spot. I now prefer to trek. I get what I'm saying. So waiting is the most tiring thing to do. The most tiring thing to do. That's why to wait on the Lord, you cannot do it with your strength. I cannot do it with my strength. We need the supply of His strength to wait on Him. You know what I'm saying? So we tap into the great strength of Yahweh when you wait on Him. And waiting is simply what? Until He speaks and will act. So that means waiting requires a lot of spiritual sensitivity. Insensitive Christians cannot wait on the Lord. Busy bodies cannot wait on the Lord. Sometimes, on the matter, God will take years to speak. I'm telling you, sometimes it matter. He may take years to speak. And you have to wait till the, years, till the time is ready to speak. God speaks at his own time, not your time. You cannot put him under pressure. You cannot use prayer to put God under pressure to speak. No, 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 no. Are you not saying? And our success lies in the voice of the Lord. Yeah. That's where our success lies. So if we don't want to wait for him, we would fail the Lord. I will get him. Now, what is the great strength produced by the effectual fervent prayers? Psalm 71, verse 16, it says, I will go in the strength of the Lord. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thy, of thy only. The strength produced by effectual fervent prayer is that the one who prays always goes in the strength of the Lord. <laughs> the one who prays effectual fervent prayer always goes in the strength. You can't see him weak. You can't see how weak. They are always going in the strength of the Lord. You can't weaken them emotionally. They cannot be weak psychologically. They can't be weak um, um, physically. They can't be weak spiritually. They can't be weak in any aspect. They are always going in the strength of the Lord. That's the strength that they produce. They are always going. They can. They can always surmount the challenges that come. Are you know what I'm saying? That's why David could always surmount the challenges. He could always win the battles. I get you. Bible speaking, he said there was a particular battle where David's son became weary. And then one of the giants sought to kill him. And one of David's men came and rescued him. He killed the giant. And they said, This henceforth, um, David should not follow them to battle, lest the light of Israel be put off. Now, that particular battle, I want to believe that he didn't wait enough before he went. I get what I'm saying. Because every battle, his hands were never weak. Are you getting me? When we don't wait enough to hear, we may start the battle, but our hands become weak. 
But we wait a long to hear. Our hands cannot be weak because we are no longer wielding the sword by our strength. It is by his strength. Then he said, By thee, O Lord, I ran to a true good. And by thee, I lived over a war. He said, Thou hast made my hands strong, that by my hands I can bend a bow of steel. We know steel is almost impossible to cut, let alone bend. Say, With my hands, I can bend a bow. May my brother, my sister, the real strength comes in waiting. Sometimes it looks like there is strength in moving. But the truth is that the strength is not in moving. The strength is in waiting. Waiters have the strength. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. You come out with so great strength that you surmount challenges that people who have been running for years have not been able to surmount. I get what I'm saying. The strength of the Lord is great strength and is the reason for all the Lord achieved and achieves. Thus, going in the strength of the Lord is going in that which enables Yahweh achieve all he achieved and all he will achieve. So, I hear something. So, going in the strength of the Lord is going in what enables Yahweh himself to make achievements. Can you feel? Can you feel? Can you feel? When you carry his source of achievement, can you feel? Child of God, this, this is this is a revelation that we need in the place of prayer. We can't fail when we go to this revelation. See, it's impossible for me to fail. See, the devil has done everything he can. He has tried to hit me with people. He has tried to hit me emotionally. He has tried to hit me financially. He has done everything to make sure I fail in this. But I can't believe. You know why? I keep waiting. I keep waiting. The most difficult thing for me to do is to wait. When we look at the way I do it, they wonder how to do it. I hate to wait, but I wait. Why? Because I know that waiting is the strength. In waiting, I will get the strength I need to hear the instructions so I can excel. As I tell you, what the Lord is about doing, what the Lord is about, what the Lord is cooking in the heavens, what is cooking on the earth. In my ministry, where the food door, <laughs> people understand why I waited this long. I'm saying this without confidence. Twelve years, I'm still waiting. Where the food door, people will understand why I waited this long. Because it will feed nations. Child of God, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. You will renew your strength. Yeah. So, the strength of your way is what we get and what we produce through effectual family prayer. So, when we go to effectual family prayer, what are we just going to get? We are going to, we are going to receive your way strength. When we come up, what, what are we meant to produce after effectual family prayer? The strength of your way. Because it is his strength that made him what? Achieve all he achieved. And achieve what and we achieve what he achieved is simply his strength. Bible says if you, if you fail in the day of adversity, then your strength will do. Is this say because it didn't say you fail because you don't know how to fight? Are you not saying? It didn't say you fail because you don't have tactics. No. It didn't say you fail because you don't have to know. He said you fail because your strength was what? Little. David's 
hand, he became straight because doing the now becoming so that's why an enemy that he would have would have killed without looking back almost killed him. So when we come to the place of Jehovah's prayer, what we are simply doing is carrying what he has been carried to enable him to achieve. And when we carry it, then we can we, we when we take it, we now use it to achieve the results he wants us to achieve. Without the strength of Yahweh, you cannot achieve the visions of Yahweh. Yeah. You can't. I can't. We cannot. And as I look at a lot of people are not achieving the visions that God has for them. Because they are not tapping into strength. They are not waiting on the Lord. They are not staying in the place of eventual prayer. They are busy bodies. Some of them are good at reading. They are good at doing many but they are not staying. And that's why they are not achieving the result. I remember um, when I was um, a teenager, I grew in a teaching uh, fellowship, uh, FECA, and I learned how to study the world there. Then I entered into campus and I was known for the teaching of the world. But I discovered that I had been groomed in the study of the world. There was a gift of the study of the world kind of that came after study and study, you know, and I was groomed in the study of the world and I still enjoy study of the world. But, I, but after campus, towards the end of my years in campus, the Lord began to introduce me to something. You have gotten the study life, but there's something lacking the prayer life. And then the Lord made me meet. Then my, my pastor there was a place in the world. And I told him he used to train us, take us to a story building, decked with no with no roof, just an empty decking at night, and we were praying there in the night with you. And the Lord began to train me in the place of prayer. I began to have other encounters in prayer. And I told my pastor then we used to say, ah, if you are ready to source, if you are not, if you, if you cannot pray um, from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. every day, they are not ready to source Ah, I I started waking up to pray 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. For about the year I was running that. And then I began to learn how to pray for hours in tongues. I remember then my mentees came and told me one day, then I used to take them on three hours prayers in tongues, normal, it was normal. And then one day my mentee came and told me that pastor, I prayed four hours straight. I'm like, what? How can I, your pastor, pray three hours and you pray four hours? And that day I said, no, it's not possible. And I, and I said, I'm going to break that record. And that day I, I, I prayed for seven hours stretch in tongues. When we're in Congo, we're praying for hours on a day basis. We just pray for hours, hours, and then I'm my wife. We're praying for hours on a day basis, hours, hours. The Lord began to put a prayer fire in me. Why? Because I needed strength. For the battles ahead. Are you getting what I'm saying? I tell Pastor, I said, study, revelation knowledge, it comes at the snap of a finger. I know more that I should invest more hours into prayers than into even the study. Because when I invest hours into prayer, there is a release of strength. And when I pick up my life, it begins to flow. Dr. Mitchell, the blessed memory said, 70% of the work in the ministry is prayer. He <laughs> said, prayer. And you know what I'm saying? It's prayer. And as a child of God, that percentage of your life should be given to a future of our prayer. You derive strength in the place of a future of our prayer. You tap into strength. Yahweh releases himself as strength to you, as, the, as, as great strength to you, as the everlasting strength to you. And then you now receive him as my strength. When you receive him as my strength, you become his anointing. That's how they say that's how the anointing comes. He releases himself as what? Everlasting strength. You receive him as my strength. And when you receive him as my strength, you now become his anointed. 
And once you become his anointed, you become a touch nurse. Once you become his anointed, you become the enforcement of Yahweh's will on the earth. And that's what we are here to do. That's what we are here to do. And that's why we must we must we must engage in future family prayer with this revelation. That as I get into a future family prayer, Yahweh reveals himself to me as eternal strength. And when I receive external strength, it no longer becomes a general eternal strength, it now becomes my strength. And that makes me his anointing. I know somebody wants to tap into this tonight. Wherever you are, I don't know what it happened. I know somebody wants to tap into this. I believe someone is ready to pray this kind of prayer. But before we pray, I want to lead you over there. Who has not made Jesus a Lord and personal Savior? And you want to make that beautiful decision. I want to encourage you to make it. So say this prayer after me, please. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I died and resurrected from me. And on Calvary's tree, we share the blood to remove my sins. Jesus, today, I surrender my life to you. I make you my Lord and personal Savior. Because you chose me, I choose to serve and follow the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for everyone who has made this prayer. Thank you for receiving it in the blood. Thank you for granting every grace to serve and follow the days of my life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. How many of us are ready to pray now? Your prayer prayer in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I receive and maximize grace. I receive and maximize grace. To continuously wait on the Lord. To continuously wait on the Lord. And to continuously receive Him as my strength. And to continuously receive Him as my strength. Open your heart and begin to pray. Lord, I receive grace. I maximize grace. To continuously wait on you, Lord. And to continuously receive you as my strength. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
everything that it is, it, 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 it's around you. It's around you. It's not far. It's around you. It's around you. And the Lord says, just a little more wait, and I will open your eyes to see that particular one. I will open your eyes to see that particular one. He says, you will not be confused. Do you understand? You have waited this long. You can't give up now. He said, in open your eyes, says the Spirit of God. For somebody, you have designed the grace to just tarry in prayer. To tarry in prayer. The Lord is releasing it upon you now. Yeah. And I see it coming like an oil on your head, running through your forehead, down, down. The Lord is releasing it upon you now. And, and as it's coming, there's a prayer option upon you now. And you begin to pray. And you will just keep on going. You time prayer. The Lord says the reason why you are having that desire because you are carrying the, the destinies of nations in you. And you have to bless them in prayer, says the Spirit of God. The Lord says, I'm releasing it upon you now. It's coming like oil. Oil and you are feeling it. I'm you're feeling the sensation running through. And it's just like this through, down through your nose, it's coming through. And you are dead. There's an outpost. We say, You will pray and you will bless the destinies you are carrying, says the Spirit. Lord. There's another person. Uh, the Lord is opening your ears to hear it clearly. He says, you pray, but you don't hear. You don't hear from God. The Lord says, he's opening your ears, the ears of your spirit man, to hear it clearly. And it will come as a knowing in your spirit. There are times it will come as you just pick up scriptures and you get it. There are times you, but you know that without any doubt, any out of doubt, this is the Lord speaking to you. The person saying, the Lord says, I should tell you that what is happening to you. The Lord, the, the, the Lord, is, the Lord is changing is changing someone's prayer schedule and your prayer schedule for a period of years you are not able to pray beyond a time limit once you hit that time limit you just stop you just yourself stop the lord is changing your prayer is changing i seem like the way you're changing your job from job one to job two to job three the lord says i will change it successively and rapidly you see yourself hit beyond that timing that limit and the next thing that you're hitting beyond that limit the next thing that you're hitting beyond that limit since the spirit of the Lord, I see him changing it, changing it, says the spirit of the Lord. The Lord is saying, I'm, 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 that there's somebody you are crying for help in the place of prayer, in the place of prayer, help, help. The Lord says, I am your help, and beyond your help is that I am your strength. He says, you will receive supplies of strength. Amen. You will receive my supply of strength, Amen. and you will pray like never before. They are praying, I know we the Lord is raising prayer giants now. Randy Sapuata. The Ramianda Kalyanabo Salamanabala Sidabe. I have 15, 15, 15, 15 prayer giants. There's a mountain of Mandikoriada. There's a mountain of prayer resting on you now. 15, 15, 15. Under the sound of my voice, you are feeling it like a cloak coming upon you. And the other like a cloak coming upon you. You know, the, the way the, the way it goes, comes and from the head, it comes down and you are feeling like a cloak coming upon you. And you are feeling a warmth on you, and the cloak is releasing. That's a mantle of prayer. That's a mantle of prayer. The Lord says, I'm raising you as an intercessor. And it shall not be by your strength, it shall be by my strength. When you begin to intercede, you will not know what time means any longer. He says, You will tarry, you will go, you keep going. You keep going, you will not know what time. You are not about to water. I see somebody that was among these 15, the cloak just, just turned into flaming fires. The cloak, the one person among these 15, the cloak just turned into flaming fires. The Lord says, I tell you that as you pray, it will be as if you are eating fire. It will be as if you are eating fire. And it will be as if you are eating fire. It will be as if you are eating fire. He said, That is a dimension of prayer I'm taking you to. That when you begin to pray, you begin what fire does is what you do, your prayer begin to do. It 
to refine things into devour things. Since the spirit of God, since the spirit of my and I see somebody you are pushing something like a, a, a morning machine, and they used to, you know, for morning grasses, and you are pushing something like that. And that's what they are doing the realms of the spirit. The Lord says, as we tell you, that in the place of prayer, you begin to clear the environments. That's what your, your, your prayer option is for. It is to clear the environments. It is to make environments clear. The Lord says, as you clear environment, people will come and habit the environment since the spirit of the Lord. To other person, I see you. And these are more than 15 people. What is a prayer fire? If your book has come to fire, another one is more than the book is released to him. And to another one, I see a hole. I see a hole. The God is giving you a word. He says you shall dig, 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 and then will come to plant. He says you are not a planter, you are a digger. Yeah, by prayer you dig. You will bring you 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 will create riches. You will create holes. And then we go to plant plant. As you said, plant plant, plant planted. Apollo sometimes as the Lord that given the grace. He said, never you seek to be a planter. You are a digger. He says, I am not water. You are a digger. I said, you will dig in the place of prayer. He says, but your purpose is to dig. And there is the blessing in your purpose. Don't admire the planter. He says, don't be satisfied with being the digger. He says, it may look like a healthy work. So, but without your work, without your work, there can be no planting. He says, your work is important for the planting of the Lord. And the crumb that came on you is for the planting. It's for the Yandaka, it's for the Ayatusakadashi, for the planting. For another one, I see the Lord putting an axe in your hand. He says, and is, and is, is that not is it my battle axe? To pull that, he said, is the Lord saying, I'm, giving, I'm making the, the prayer fire, the prayer battle I'm giving to you is an axe. To pull, to bring, to cut down ancient trees, ancient ideologies, Yandakukala, ancient ideologies, ancient dogmas, and that prevent them as you turn in the place of intercession, the place of prayer, my word will come out and you begin to have access to the lives of people because you have succeeded in cutting down ancient trees, says the Spirit of God. I see a prophecy I see you holding a watering can in the rest of the Spirit. He said a prayer, I see the prayer. The prayer cloak that I drop upon you is to make you a waterer. A waterer. As you pray, you will water the seeds that men have sown. As you pray, you water the seeds that men have sown, says the Spirit of God. And to another one, I see you dropping seeds. I see you dropping seeds. He said, The prayer cloak I put upon you is to make you a sower. So as you pray, the seeds that are of the world that are sown in the hearts of men will we, we fall on good songs. Says the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Uh, <laughs> and to another person, I see you holding a broom. The prayer cloak that came upon you is a sweeping cloak. It will sweep up deaths Amen. in lives, Amen. in locations, Amen. in communities. He says, as you pray, I will be sweeping up deaths. Sweeping up deaths in locations, in destinies. Says the Spirit of the Lord. Says the Lord. Ah, ah. To another person, I see you holding someone's hand. Someone else's hand. 
with those activities working their hands. It says the prayer function that releases upon you. Among these 15 people, the prayer, the proof that came upon you is a group for partnership prayers. Shall two or can two when I said that? They are received to our teacher teacher the summary. He said the group and the only is a group, a prayer group for partnership. He said, once you partner with anybody to pray in my way, it must happen. He said, once you partner with anybody to pray, man. so people come and meet you and say, pass on prayer. And I tell you, my brother, pray with me, my brother, pray with me. And it is the will of God. Once you hold the person's hand, you don't need to walk long. It happens. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For somebody, I'm seeing you raise a flag, a victory flag. He says the prayer, mantle that's coming upon you, is a prayer to always enforce the victories of Jesus. Once you pray, you enforce the victories of Jesus in locations. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. For these 15 people, the, what has been said concerning you, you will see the effect manifest. Amen. Thank you, Lord Almighty. I pray for everyone sick. I cause sicknesses and diseases. I cast the spirit of infirmities as out. I pray for vibrations. I pray for breakthroughs and turnarounds. Thank you for this, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And for somebody that one of the 15 people, the prayer option that will come upon you is a prayer for helps. As you pray, you your prayer will help people. You should just be helping people. A prayer for help. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm really blessed today. Please, uh, tomorrow is another day. Thank you for your time. God bless you. Grace to you.